You can still get your life back. Get your life back. It's real. Get your life back. Get your life back. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cheryl Howard's Get Your Life Back podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. Actually, Cheryl, get your life back when you look for me on the internet streets. I am on SoundCloud. I am on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as some of you see now. And I'm also on YouTube. So yes, I this particular broadcast will be on YouTube. So this one was like a impulsive, um, spontaneous broadcast. <laughs> because I had a little time today. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead instead of doing this next week, I'm going to do it this week and talk about not only my purpose, passion, find a journal, but I actually want to do like a kind of a live coaching session that help you find out what um, education, skill set, talent, gifts you have that aligns with your purpose. It aligns with your destiny or it aligns with your season right now. Because I always say purposes do change. Like, how do you serve now in this season or the season that's coming in 2020? We are getting ready to hit a new decade. Can you believe it? Somebody tell the Lord yes. Somebody tell the Lord yes. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know me, I am a Christian coach as well. But I am Cheryl Howard. I'm inspiration transformation speaker. I am a life purpose coach. I am also a certified mental health professional. I'm a, I am a pastoral counselor and an author. And you can put clergy under that title as well. So yes, all of the things I do is about serving. And today I want to serve you and I want, you, I want this to be engaging. So that means it's not live. So of course I can't have the in the moment, real life, you know, back and forth communication. However, I would like for you to leave your comments. You'll leave your commentaries in the section so we can continue the conversation on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on Apple's podcast as well, and even on Facebook, because I'm going to post this all over the internet streets where you can find me as Cheryl White Howard, Get Your Life Back. That's on YouTube. Instagram, I am Cheryl.GetYourLifeBack. Facebook, I am Cheryl White Howard dot get your life back. And on Twitter, I'm, I'm get your life back, basically. So you'll find when you write get your life back, you will most likely see Cheryl White Howard. The Y stands for Yolanda. <laughs> Even though some people like to say Yolanda, I'm like, no, it is my name is spelled the my name is it sounds the way it's spelled. Because it's the A-N-D-A after the Y-O-L, Yolanda. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so I'm excited because some of you already know about my Purpose, Passion, Find a Journal, which I'm so excited about. It is like a tool. Let's put it that way. It's a tool and a strategy all wrapped up in a book. And it's, it's the actual tools and strategies that I've used with my clients who are trying to identify what their purpose and passion is. And they, they really want to learn how to zero in like on their strengths, their abilities, their capabilities, things that skills that they have acquired over the years, pulling on their strengths and learn how to package that into a service or a business or a mission or a ministry, you know, a cause. And so a lot of times, sometimes it's hard for us to see it. And so one of my exercises, I'm not going to do it today, but it is something in here that I it's an assignment that I give my clients to do or people who buy the book um, to ask people around you. That's like one of the assignments. Ask people you know what they see in you. Find out who sees you, you know, coworkers, family members, loved ones, your spouse, your children, if they're old enough to articulate that. Um, 
your associates, your network, whatever your circle is, ask those people, what do they see in you? What strengths do they see? What shines? And then take inventory of everybody's commentaries, everybody's feedback, list that and write it down and see if you see a theme, something that's consistent that you can say, you know what, this is my strength. Of majority, the majority of people see it and I tend to operate in it or behave this way all the time, or I tend to say these things all the time, because sometimes some of us have a message inside of us. So that's also a way of finding out what is the main message and theme that comes out of me? What permeates out of me in different rooms and different platforms that I'm on? Like what's always coming out of my spirit that people can look back and always say, they can always associate that message, that theme, or something that you say to you. And that can be your message. That can be your signature message, especially for those of you who may want to be a speaker, motivational, inspirational, empowerment speaker, strategist, and you want to convey a particular message, something that you're passionate about, something that you have done yourself, and you've seen the outcome and the results, and you really want to share that with a broader audience, you know, and... That's one way of finding out what, and you can have more than one, but I'm helping you to get started with one. Just start the process and the exercise, and then it'll cause you to do more. You know, maybe there's another message you want to, maybe there's a book you want to write. All of that. It applies to every, almost every goal that you can think of when you want to find your audience, find your niche, and, and kind of trickle down to what it is. It really just brings you some clarity on a thing. And so today I want to just go over some of the things I do have in this book. And this is actually the page from my passion finder. This might not be clear. My passion purpose journal, find a journal. And it might be backwards, but it says tips to ponder and point you toward your why. Points, tips to ponder and point you toward your why. Like, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Why do I think this is important? Why am I passionate about this? And that you have to dig a little deeper because sometimes it stems from something from way back and you're so passionate about it and you're adamant about, you know, talking about it, speaking about it, writing about it. And so this exercise will kind of help you. So it really helps to connect your purpose to your why, connect your purpose to your strength, your assets, your passions, your experiences, and help you find clarity. So today is an assignment, but like I said, it's considered like a group coaching session. Before I get into it, I just want to show you the content guide in my book that I am so happy about because I know this is a tool that's going to help a lot of people. So this is the content and I do have it in uh, like a journal form, but I have some extra pages that I printed out so I can go off of my, and I have extended it. I think I added maybe about four more um, chapters in this book and it's only like 27 pages long so it's not big at all um so it's not overwhelming and, it, and i want it to be fun and interactive and i want it to be colorful so i have pictures in there as well um, of course the first page my content i have an affirmation page clarifying your why clar of clarifying worksheet that you can do using what's in your hands it's actually worksheet What's your conclusion worksheet? So after you do a lot of the stuff that we're doing today, I want you to write, like drawing your conclusions. And this is what you would do on this page. Actualizing your purpose. He said, she said, they said worksheet. Now that is all of the findings um, from the exercise I just told you about asking people around you, what are your strengths, what shines through you? What you would do is gather all of that to find that theme. What did he say? What did she say? What did they say? 
um, what's revealed worksheet? And so now this is when you put the big reveal, like, okay, what have I revealed about myself? Um, your skills, talent, and possessions. You'll get into listing those things down. The big reveal to, to your why work notes. So I have that in the book. Your passion indicator. So I talk a little bit more about things that kind of indicate to you in your life um, that lead you towards your purpose. This is an indicator that you should be doing maybe this or maybe doing that. Um, personality and purpose. Connecting. Remember, you're connecting all of these things together. Your positive affirmation. So there's a place in the book where you can list your own positive affirmation that motivate and inspire you. I talk about prophetic writing. That's another chapter. Write things down and making it plain. Um, goal planning and goal setting. So how to actually start doing goal planning and goal, goal setting. And I kind of take you on something I call sharp and how to actually do that. Um, fake vision board sample. I just kind of put a sample of there in there of the type of faith. Um, I call it faith vision board because we believe in God for, you know, the manifestation of our vision and purpose that he has given us. Um, how I do my vision board parties, my faith vision board parties and um, everything that we just talked about. And so I do have a page of my vision board. Let me just finally get to it. Let me get to it. Um, okay, let me go through it again. Say so vision board is way down there somewhere. Okay, let me keep going. I don't want to use you. Uh, now I know I have it in here because I just looked at the page. <laughs> so gracious you would think it was a hundred pages in this book oh you know what it may be in the newest yes 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 so this is real lifetime um <laughs> this should have been live right i forgot that you know i had the shorter version of the book and i included a picture of my faith vision board flyer in the book just to give you an idea of how i design my faith vision book here we go goodness gracious some of you might have seen this who follow me on social media because I had scheduled a faith vision board action party on um, social media. And so my faith vision board, and this is backwards, so I am going to go over with you exactly how I design my own vision board parties. So, of course, it's hosted by me. What I like to put on a faith vision board or vision board period is things you like to do and ways that you can save money to actually do those things. So this is not only focused on your purpose and your destiny or career or things that being material things. Well, yeah, this material things that you want to get, but kind of helps you to write down how you're going to get there. Like putting the action plan on the vision board. Cause a lot of times we just post pictures and sayings, which is all great, but it's good to be reminded of your strategy. Like how am I going to do this? So for example, I have why I can save and make money. Oh no, I'm sorry. Ways I can save and make money. So here I have, Okay, this person's goal may be to travel, start a business, or buy a car. So ways that she can save, 
Stop buying expensive coffee to drink daily because some of you drink coffee every day because it's an addiction. Let's just call it what it is. No, not, not everybody, but some people do have an addiction to caffeine. I hear people say, I can't even talk right or be in a good mood unless I have coffee. That's a problem. <laughs> Take clothes to a consignment shop or sell them online or even a thrift store. When on a thrift store, you're giving away, which is great. Do that. But you know, you can go to a type of consignment shop where you can even sell them there or go to, a, they have a lot of shops now. My daughter used these a lot where you can give you not giving you actually selling your clothes to um some thrift stores some consignment shops and they probably fall under consignment i don't know what, what other name they may go under where they give you money for your used clothes you can do that um and so okay i'm gonna get to that at the end of this uh shut down cable tv for a season i actually have to do that myself i haven't done it yet but i'm getting ready to do it start a side hustle using your skills talent and passion which is something i do do now I was going to get to with all of the money, I, it would be very smart if you took all of this money that you saved doing these particular, just an example, um, activities to help you save and put that into a separate account. And so I'm even learning now because I didn't know all this financial literacy and stuff when I was growing up, you know, in the hood. Nobody was really talking about that with us, the youth, not, at least not with me. So, you know, a lot of times we learn things later in life, but don't feel bad about it. Just when you do better or when you know better, you do better. So you can learn now. No punishment, no condemnation. Okay. So I've heard different financial, financial teachers and experts talk about maybe having multiple accounts having multiple bank accounts. And one person I love to follow is Tiffany Olishe. She is the budget nista. She's been on a lot of different TV shows, including The Real. I've been following her for about three years, or three or four years now, since the days of when Periscope first came out and she'd come live, then it was, she's live on every platform now, from Instagram to Facebook. But if you look up the budget nista and join her, what's the academy called? Oh my gosh, I can't think of the academy right now. Catchers. Dreamcatchers Academy. Woo! And then she also have a Facebook page called Dreamcatchers. But if you follow Tiffany Alicia, she's a financial, um, she honestly she like to call herself expert, but a financial advisor, counselor, coach, all of that. She will really help you get your life. There's so much stuff that she give away, so much knowledge that she gives away. I'm telling you, it would really help you get your life. So, <laughs> but yeah, she teaches a lot about how to save and she gives you real, uh, she's very transparent in her own journey of having some money, going to broke, sleeping on her sister's couch to building her life back up together to now she's buying houses with cash, but she's really real about her journey and mistakes she made and then how she was able to turn that around to the, to the point where now she's like an authority when it comes to finance and how to save. And so, you know, find people like that who will help you. Because like I said, we, we're constantly growing and learning every day. And so I like to listen to people who, who've done it, who've been where I am or have been, because I ain't fully vary it. There's a lot, a lot more growing and improvement in the financial area because there's things we haven't tapped into yet. Like I personally like to get into maybe real estate one day and, and owning owning a house and, and learning, you know, being a landlord and all the other kind of stuff or commercial property. So we don't know everything. We're constantly learning. But as you broaden your mind and as you start seeing advances and successes in your life, it's like now you want to do the next thing because the goal is you want to have residual income. You want to have multiple streams of income. And that look, that's something I am working on and want to be not only working on, but successful in all of that until the day I leave here because it's about leaving a legacy 
for our family. So like I said, doesn't matter how late you get the information. Once you get the information, you start to put things into action. So that's what this is all about, putting things into action. So this is what my faith vision board is all about, putting the strategies and action plan on the vision board along with what you're believing God for. That's the bottom line when it comes to that. Okay, so let's get into um, tips to ponder and point you to the right direction. Connecting your purpose to your strength, passions, and experiences for more clarity. This is the assignment. Number one, take inventory of your strengths that you and others see. So I kind of talked about that, but you take an inventory. And this is why I have the worksheet in the book, because you'll be able to do that while you have the page right there. Um, and so this is where you can see you. And I, I mentioned with others seeing you, but then you need to see you. Number two, document any serial, listen very carefully, document any serial repetitive dreams of you operating in your vision, desire, and passion in life. Some of you, and maybe a lot of you, probably dream a lot about things you desire to do or what you see yourself doing. I, I say some of you, a lot of you probably do it, but not really paying attention to it or seeing it as something that's valid or that's an indicator of what you should be doing. Sometimes you may, you probably minimize the dream or the vision or you think it's, it's too far-fetched. I'll never be able to do that. Don't sleep on that. And, for, and, and mostly important, don't sleep on God because you don't know what he is showing you in visions and dreams because God speaks through us also through visions and dreams. So some dreams are very significant because they have a message. And so sometimes when we're quiet, you know, and we're sleeping, we, we're not worried. We're not thinking about what we did today unless something is bothering you and, and you focus on it or you're fixated on it and you end up dreaming about it. I'm not talking about that. But most of the time you're in a quiet place, you're sleeping, you don't have any distractions. So God can speak to you in your dream and in your vision. So don't dismiss the vision or the dream. And the Bible even says, don't despise prophecy for you will know when it comes to pass, but take inventory of it. Don't dismiss it. Number three, I think I talked about that enough. Yeah. Oh, no, let me let me focus on serial and repetitive. Something that you dream about often. And I have had dreams over the years of something I've seen myself doing over and over and over again, and it won't even go away. So you, I say, you know what? That dream was like a banner for me. It indicates something. First of all, I know that now a lot of those dreams, I know exactly what it is, and I'm doing some of those things, and, I'm, and I have stepped into some of those things that I dream about over and over again, because I, I got it now. And not only that, the exercise I told you before that having other people point out your strengths, other people have even confirmed, because God will use other people to confirm the vision and the dream. And not only that, because I had the vision and dream, I know for a fact this is something I'm supposed to be doing and operating in. Number four, observe and assess your interactions and social exchange with others from the outside looking in. So I don't know if any of you do this because some of you might think it's weird, but a, a lot of us who are very creative people, we're very, um, we're thinkers, we're imaginative, we're visionaries. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs have these visions because that's how they start something. They dream it first and then they get into the action plan of bringing it into fruition is Assessing how you interact with people, noticing the impact that you have on other people. Again, you're hearing the themes, but you're also learning how to step, kind of pretend like you're stepping outside of yourself and kind of see yourself looking in, how you 
So you can do that. I'm not talking about anything strange like visualization. and I'm not into none of that. The only visualization I believe in is in a godly sense where we can kind of believe what he's shown us in our spirit or the dreams and the visions. We see ourselves doing it. So that type of visualization where you're kind of seeing yourself doing it, you imagine. That's why he gave us an imagination. It's a gift. Your imagination is a gift. Somebody should do a podcast on that. <laughs> Maybe me. But, you know, just try to look at yourself from somebody else's eyes. Like, what do other people see? That can kind of give you an idea of what other people see when they see you in the room. And do it as a, you can also use that exercise as a constructive criti criticism, not condemnation and pointing out what's wrong and what you, look at how you help other people, how you interact with other people, what kind of influence you have on other people's lives. And then yes, you can look at it and go, you know what? Because this helps you to perfect something. It's like practice, the same thing. Say you have to speak somewhere or, you know, and you put it together your signature message. Um, you're thinking about how you can make it better. Like, okay, next time I say this speech, because your signature speech is something that you usually talk about over and over again. It's, you know, that's why it's called your signature speech that people may ask you to talk about. And so um, you can kind of look at it and say, okay, next time I mention this point, I'm going to add this to it. Or I'm going to be more excited about it. Like all of that, that's all practice. Everybody does some kind of practice. If you want to become an expert and authority in something, you practice, you get better, whether that's through education, whether you're learning you're, you're learning through um, reading, watching stuff, seminars, webinars, going to conferences, going to workshops, taking online courses, however education looks like for you, whatever you need to do to help you get better at that particular thing, that strength that you have, that's what you have to do. Number five, pay attention to how you feel when you do something that affect change, provide a service or give insight to others. Pay attention. So that kind of go hand in hand. You do what I just told you to do by assessing your interactions, but pay attention to it. You know, see the power in it. See the empowerment in it and the type of insight and the type of service that you provide, the effect of change, how it affects other people's lives. Number six, what were your favorite games, groups, clubs, shows, and topics you liked to engage in when you were young? Subjects and toys as a child, adolescent, and adult. I'm gonna read that again. What were your favorite games, favorite type of groups? Maybe you were part of some groups like the Girl Scouts, just giving an example that you was a part of when you was a child or adolescent, clubs, shows. What were some of your favorite shows and topics? See, again, I'm helping you to find that thing, find that thing that you're passionate about. For me, I love love. And so since the time I was a child, I was in love. I love love and I love family love. I, you know, I love to see families that are tight knit, close together, and they do things together and they love on each other and they build each other up and they pull out each other's gifts and talents and all that stuff. But, and then going through things together because I had an idea of the type of family I always wanted to have. And so I used to love shows like, um, don't laugh at me, The Partridge Family. I love The Waltons. I love The Waltons. And I love the, Our Little House on the Prairie. And what was that show? It was like a Western. I don't think it was Big Valley. It might have been Big Valley or, or Bonanza. I can't remember everybody. Horse was in there. 
Michael Landon was in there and I can't remember everybody's name, but it was like, you know, a whole bunch of these brothers and they had their dad with them and they were just so close together. And I like some of these shows, as you see, some of you who know these shows, they had Christian principles that they practiced. So I always love to watch that Christian um, faith-based family that um, they had values and standards and you see it across, you know, it's consistent and I always admired and I always wanted that. So I noticed since I was little to now, I love to watch those type of shows. I love the whole, I'm the Hallmark Channel girl. Yes, I am. It's like, I need to be an actress in a Hallmark Channel. So if anybody from the Hallmark <laughs> is watching this video, I would love to be in a Hallmark movie because I love, again, I like to promote love. I like to promote positivity. So that's me. I'm giving you an idea. I like to promote inspiration, um, aspirations people going towards their destiny, people overcoming things, people healing from past traumatic experiences. I love all of that. So I tend to watch a lot of shows about that. Another thing I see in myself is I'm very investigative. And as you can see, all of the titles that I mentioned that I carry, all of those jobs require me to be investigative, getting to the root of something, finding, getting an understanding. And I know that I'm a very empathic person. I like to try to put myself in other people's shoes to try to understand how they see the world and understand situations through their perception, through their lens, through their eyes. So because I know I'm that type of investigative person, which I probably would have made a good private investigator, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You can kind of connect your strengths and your abilities and your passions to your purpose. And like I said, we can serve many purposes. So that was just a little example of that. Number seven is, did any of your teachers ever yell at you or complain about any patterns of behavior you displayed, your behavior, any activities, actions you displayed in class? I'm thinking about now that I'm reading it, I remember my, I think my daughter's in the fourth grade, and I remember she had a teacher that pulled me to the side one day and said, have I ever had my daughter tested for ADHD? And I wanted to know why. Her complaint was, my daughter likes to draw when she finished her work and in class, she likes to draw on the pages. Now I know the symptoms of ADHD and some of it has to do with poor concentration, uh, but there's a whole lot of other symptoms that are displayed in a person with ADHD. This is the first time ever somebody has ever asked me that. So I'm not one of those parents who's like, oh, not my child, but I know she didn't have that. First of all, she in the fourth grade, and because she's drawing, coloring in her book, I already know my child, my child is, she's, a, she's an actress today, but I already knew that she's artistic. Not autistic, she's artistic like me and her dad. We are creative people, we are visionaries. You know, her father is, is an avionics engineer and he likes, he used to love to draw. Even when he was young, he loved to draw and she loves to draw since she was little. Loves to color, loves to draw. We used to do it together all the time. So because she's bored now, because she finished her assignment, because she, she was kind of advanced when she started school till I had to take her out of one school, put her into another one, into an um, advanced program because I did a lot of stuff for my daughter at home. I did a lot of educational stuff with her. I, I was already doing sight words and she going to the bathroom. I got a word by the mirror that I wanted her to learn 
like what we call big words, but just I always wanted to teach her how to broaden her vocabulary. I wanted her to be good at reading and vocabulary and, and understanding and, and reading comprehension. So these are the things that I already had did with her. So by the time she got in first and second grade, she was already counting, you know, actually when she got into kindergarten, homegirl was counting to 100 already because we would do it over and over again. I, I'm the mom, mom who had the placemats on the table that were educational, the alphabets, the numbers in her bedroom by her bed. It was a toddler bed. She had a carpet. And some of you know this carpet. It's like foam, rubbery foam, and it was letters. It's like a puzzle. And you can break it apart, put it together. That was her, her, her carpet, her, her, um, her mat on the floor because I just always wanted her to see letters and numbers. So when she got in school, she was already advanced. So no, she didn't have ADHD. She was bored. She was finished. So her artistic side is coming out. This is why I believe that arts enhance children's education. They need a way to express themselves, talents, gifts. That's why a lot of us don't even know we gotten away from all this. This is why I do the exercise, what did you like as a child? What did the teacher complain about? What games you like to play? Some of us forgotten those things. We was either told to suppress it, don't, you know, or not allowed to be expressive even within our homes. So now we gotta go back and we gotta go back into our, the childhood imagination and think about what it is I like to do. Cause some people are living their, their dreams based on something they, they believed in since they were young and they never gave up on their dream. Some of us had dreams and visions, but life, our life journeys just kind of took us away from some of that stuff for a while. But now we're bouncing back. So I'm here to help you get your life back. Now you understand why it is called Cheryl Howard, get your life back on all of my products and my services, because that's what I help people do, because that's what I did and that's what I'm still doing. I'm still working on bringing other things into fruition because like I said, there are, much, there are so many parts to us and many aspects of us till we want to operate in more than one thing because we make God blessed us that way. We have more than one thing to do. You know, there's more, there's so many different ways we can serve. There's so many things that we can tap into, you know, as long as you still living, you don't just settle. That's like, you know, we live in a time now that you can't put like, like the older people used to say, don't put all your eggs into one basket or I heard another saying about only it's only a poor mouse that has one hole, you know, stuff like that. But when you get older, you understand you like you get the revelation like, oh, got it. If you only got if that mouse only got one hole to get in and out, he's going to be kind of trapped. And if something happened, he don't have another way to escape or another way to go get food. Okay, because if that one hole gets shut down, he have no other way to get out. Or like, you can't put all your eggs into one basket. One basket. This is why now a lot of people are learning more about having multiple streams of income. People been doing it for years, but some of us are just jumping on the bandwagon. But I don't want you to have any guilt and any condemnation because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It is never too late to get your life back. So that was basically, that was the seventh, tips I wanted to share on ways to connect your purpose in your, to your strengths. That was just one of the exercises that's in my book. So I do want you to go to SherylWhiteHoward.com and get your copy of, because right now it's only $15. It's getting ready to go up to $20 because I have extended the book, like I said, and put a lot of different, you know, it's just a lot of print in it. Well, I have another video I kind of show. But, you know, there's a lot of pictures in it. And so, you know, it costs money to make a book. <laughs>
but I want it to still be affordable because it's a workbook and because of the size of the book, of course. But I want you to get your purpose, passion, find a journal, and you can do all of the wonderful exercises I have in the book. And before I close, I did want to do this. I didn't want to forget. Um, I do want to, I read too that one of the chapters is using what's in your hands. And I think I'm just going to talk about that because it's only one page. When I say chapters, they're like one and two page chapters of um, exercises for you to do and quotes and, and all kinds of directives for you to follow. And so this one is called what's in your hands. Here's some biblical prompting. So I'm giving you scriptures that encourage us to go after our purpose and dreams especially the dreams and the purpose that God already want us to do, have for us to do. So three scripture promptings. One is going to be Exodus 4 and 2, what I write down, and I'm also using this as affirmation. Let God use what seems little or minimum to elevate you forward. Because you know God is so awesome. There's, there's some other scriptures like God to take the base things, God to take the foolish things and confound the wise. You know, something sometimes, like I said, you, you minimize it. You think it's nothing. You think nobody want to hear this or nobody um, going to uh, see the value in this, whatever that strength that you have, you minimize it because you think because of your core belief that it's not valuable. Nobody going to want to hear your message and nobody wants to buy this product or the, the field that the, um, what I want to say, I want to say the field, but everything is so saturated. I say the market is saturated with a lot of people doing the same thing, but you have something unique about how you present whatever that is to the world. You cannot minimize it. God will use what you think is minimal or little, and it'd be a big blessing to somebody. You don't even know. I got a whole lot of testimonials on things like that. That happened to me. Um, Deuteronomy, so that was Exodus 4 and 2. Let God use what seems little or minimum to elevate you forward. Deuteronomy 28 and 12. Let God bless the work of your hands. And I write in parentheses, just get started and he'll give you the increase and expansion. Just get started. Sometimes you're looking for somebody to give you a big strategy. What do I need to do to, um, to, get my, to write this book? Get started. Because you got to start. You got to, so, because sometimes we ask the question and we're not even doing the work. Start writing. A lot of times we worry about the end and how we're going to get to the end and we haven't started the thing yet. So this is what God told me to do. Just write the book. This is the whole prophetic um, writing session in there too. But write, start writing the book. Everything else, God to give me the resources I need to publish the book. And I didn't even know so much about the new way of self-publishing and all this stuff now that we can do it right now for like little to no money to get a book out there. I just went by faith and did this whole Deuteronomy 28 thing. Let God bless the work of your hands. That's it. And see God work, see him bring expansion and the resources. And the last scripture prompting is Luke 9, 62. But your hand, put your hand on the plow and don't look back. In other words, stay committed and see the manifestation. Stay committed to what you're doing and you'll see the manifestation. There's consistency in that. And when you're consistent in that, um, and consistency don't mean you have to be doing something every day because everybody's life is not designed that way. But you can set goals, measurable goals. I'm going to work on writing in my book, for example, two to three times a week. It's better than nothing. 
And at the end of the week, you'll be happy and motivated because you start seeing some a chapter coming to, pl to play. Or you have, you'll start multiple chapters. Because I did, I did all of those different things when I wrote my book. Sometimes I had a full chapter. Once I started writing, I just finished that whole chapter. Other times I got certain headings and titles of chapters and I start writing a little bit just so I can remember what my point is for that chapter and then I'll come back to it. But it felt good for me opening up the book and seeing like, wow, okay, I got uh, enough content and messages where I can talk about 10 chapters. It'll fill up 10 chapters in this book. And then you'll go back little by little and start filling the content in that chapter. That's it, just get started. Everything else, I'm telling you, it will come into fruition. It will come into play. Everything will come together and you'd be surprised, but you got to step out and do something. And that's what the Purpose Fashion Finder Journal is all about. So I hope you enjoyed today's um, podcast. It's on YouTube, it's on SoundCloud, and it's on iTunes, Apple Podcast as well. And, and I will be sharing on social media. If you follow me on all of the social media platforms that I mentioned, you will see, because I will post, you know, when it goes live, I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. Make sure everybody have access to it. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, Instagram, Facebook, and everything else. I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope it gets you to think, because I'm a thinker, and I like to provoke thought in other people. I like you to think deeper about something. I'm one of the people who like to jump into the ocean about things, not always. Now, sometimes there's a time to stay on the surface, because sometimes getting too deep, it, let me tell you, when you're a thinker like me, and you're imaginative and creative, you're always thinking you're like an inventor by heart, or you're a visionary, sometimes you have to learn to cut it off. This, this engine up here, that brain, just to give it a break, shut it down just a little bit, just to give it a rest not shut it down completely, but just embrace where you need to stay on the surface. Not everything requires you. And I tell myself this, not everything, this here don't require me to jump deep into it. I don't want to get that way. And then I got to think more and I don't feel like doing it today. And there's other times where you need to get deeper. I need to go deeper and think about a thing. Hmm. You never know what's birthed out of it, but I'm not going to start because then I'll go into a podcast part two. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to share how we get to life. I hope you enjoyed this segment and you be blessed. And I'm going to play my theme song one more time because it's me singing with my daughter. You can still get your life back. Get your life back. It's real. Get your life back. Get your life back.